Hi, this is Dave of Do It With Dave. I'm a former overweight, unhealthy, and stressed out criminal defense attorney who at age 60 left that life behind and instead chose a life of health, happiness, and fitness by becoming a personal trainer. Today, at age 75, yes, that's right, age 75, I am in by far the best physical, mental, and emotional shape of my life. If I can completely transform myself by rewiring my brain and rebuilding my body, so can you. So follow along on Facebook for my daily tips, weekly podcasts, videos, and blogs to begin your journey to dramatically improve your life using small steps that can produce big results. Today marks my 30th podcast and the last one in this series. I will be temporarily discontinuing these podcasts for the month of October and taking suggestions from you, the listeners, as to whether I should continue on the same 15-minute format where I talk about what I believe are current subjects of interest dealing with health and fitness for both the benefit of the body and mind. If you are looking for a little different format, I could expand the subject matters on this podcast to 30 minutes. I am also contemplating bringing on the podcast guests who I would interview on the various fields of their expertise in the health and fitness field. So I would appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. This much I do know, our present programs of how we are taking care of our health and fitness are not working and are not going to work but for a few highly dedicated people who have the time and money to spend hours at the gym and to hire trainers. And even for these people, it won't likely work for the very long run. As I stated in my previous podcast, there are too many issues that get in the way of us continuing in our healthy attempt to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Some of these are circumstantial, like not being able to afford to join a gym or hire a personal trainer. Others are matters of happenstance, like when unexpectedly you get ill or are in an accident and need time to recover. In many of these instances, we never go back to our health program. When our budgets are tight, one of the first monthly expenditures we cancel is our gym membership. And to make matters worse, we lose the ability to hold ourselves accountable and we stop exercising. Whatever health gains, including weight loss, is gone faster than we could have ever imagined. And as in a perfect storm, you stop eating the healthier and likely more expensive foods, including organic and gluten-free, as part of your previous program, and instead start to eat cheaper, less healthier, and a more fattening variety of foods, such as fast foods and frozen dinners, which are meals largely devoid of healthy fruits and vegetables. So having lost some muscle and put back in its place fat, you end up with a higher BMI 
than you had when you first started out, and as a result, you are in worse shape than ever. Yikes! And when I say in worse shape, I just don't mean in your outside appearance. The ingestion of cheaper foods without healthier fruits and vegetables and lean protein will cause you not only to lose strength and energy, but will deprive your body of the critical nutrients it needs to function properly. Instead, high blood pressure, poor circulation, fatigue, shortness of breath, a variety of cardiovascular problems settle in your body and make your health difficult to maintain and what you want to accomplish in your life near impossible. Even if we don't have financial issues that get in the way of us exercising at the health club and also eating healthy, even if we don't have unexpected illnesses that occur or accidents beyond our control, we still have the biggest cause for our failures to making ourselves fitter and healthier, and that is sustainability of our health programs. How many of you are still eating the same way and as healthy as you did several years back? How many of you are still doing interval training that you started three years ago? In today's hectic world, we almost always fall off the wagon. In other words, whatever program of diet and exercise we find ourselves doing, and doing somewhat successfully, somehow comes to an end, either time, money, availability, or lack of willpower or motivation, will derail the best of our intentions time and time again. After all, getting healthy and keeping healthy isn't a short-term program. Instead, it's a lifetime commitment, maybe to be massaged from time to time, but never to be abandoned. Did you know that of all those highly motivated contestants on the hit TV show The World's Biggest Loser that ran for 17 seasons, that almost all of them regained their weight in full and, in many instances, exceeded their previous highest body mass index. A 2016 study conducted by the National Institute of Health studied more than a dozen biggest losers and found that of the 14 people who were studied, all but one regained most, if not all, of their weight and four were actually heavier than before they appeared on the show. The winner of the grand prize on the 205 season, who lost 122 pounds in winning the $250,000 grand prize, has returned to his pre-show weight. The reason it happened? Cravings. The first thing he did to celebrate after winning was to order a burger and fries. It was a reward a reward he kept giving himself by eating more and more meals at his favorite fast food restaurant to apparently appease his cravings for the foods he had missed. What he didn't know that if he just took up a healthier eating habit somewhere between the five months of starvation which caused his cravings and his immediate need to satisfy his cravings once the contest was over, he could have eaten his burger and even his fries over time and not put back the weight. In addition to putting back the weight, these contestants, while on the world's biggest loser, were engaged in depriving their bodies of the nutrients it needed and the quantities their bodies required. 
That meant their bodies, which was trying to protect them from starvation mode, slowed down their metabolism, so it took them longer to burn the fewer calories they did consume. As a result of their extreme weight loss program, remember calories are the basis of our energy, those calories are not converted to energy, are instead turned to fat in our bodies. As a result, unable to burn the calories as fast as previously, made these biggest losers more vulnerable to weight gain, even if they consume less calories after the contest was over than they did before appearing on the show. As far as your success in dieting, almost every diet you try will enable you to lose weight. But what good is it when in less than two years, over 95% of people on a diet fail and are back where they began with their weight and body mass index higher than ever? Doesn't seem that it was worth the time, effort, money, or sacrifice to be on the diet in the first place. So are we all doomed to failure in our efforts to not only reach our goals of a healthier and fitter you and me, but even more importantly, to maintain that healthy and fit lifestyle for as long as we are able? Absolutely not. We can do it, and we can do it more easily and less expensive and with more chance of achieving permanent success than going the route of expensive fad diets and excessive workouts. It's done in a very simple and natural way, sort of a program of less is more. By following my website, blogs, posts, and video, you can see how I am doing it, and what can work for me surely can work for you. I currently believe that in order to piece together the information on my website, I should write a book, sort of have it all the information within four corners in one place. So I hope before the end of the year I can begin this book that will give you the necessary advice and tools you need to transform your life and make you into the happiest, healthiest, and fittest person possible. In the meantime, I don't want you to think that I want you to wait till I can produce a book that would provide the details on a plan. So I would like to begin by offering you this following walking exercise that will get you started on your journey. Not only will this walking exercise provide the cardio and weight loss benefits that you need, but will also set you on the path of consistency and commitment, the two key ingredients to success. To begin a practice of walking, get yourself a comfortable pair of walking shoes. You don't need as much padding as in a running shoe where your feet are fully striking the ground. The shoe should feel lighter than a running shoe, which enables you to obtain a comfortable fit. You should walk holding your neck in a neutral position with your head slightly back and not leaning forward in front of your body. This will allow you to stand up straight as you walk, especially when you simultaneously squeeze your shoulder blades towards each other. Pace or speed in which you walk will determine how many calories you burn as well as the degree of benefit to your cardiovascular system. Slow pace is for those who may be impeded by age or illness or constrained by injury. For every mile at this pace, you will lose about 75 calories. 
medium pace is for those who are in reasonably good health and have no injuries to the foot and legs that would impede them. These people burn approximately 100 to 115 calories per mile. And a fast-paced walker is for athletes or those with present and past experience as walkers. These people burn anywhere from 125 calories in a mile to 150. For those in the slow walking category, what I would like to see you do in order to get started on your journey to better health and fitness is for the first week to walk three quarters of a mile. This could be inside of a mall, outside on the pavement of the street, or even a treadmill in your gym, home, or office. Do these three quarters of a mile walks every other day for a week. Keeping track on your treadmill, your Apple Watch, Fitbit, or walking app on your phone as to the distance. You may also want to note the time it takes you as well. On the second week, I want you slow walkers to walk a mile every other day. The third week, you should try walking a mile and a quarter every other day. And in the fourth week through the end of the month, walk a mile and a half every other day. Remember to loosen up by stretching out a bit before walking, especially your legs. A hamstring stretch feels particularly good and will help you keep flexible. Carrying water is not necessary, but I would drink some water before walking to help prevent any possible cramping on these relatively short walks. On the second month, I want you in this slower walking group to repeat the same walking exercises for the same distance each week. The distance will be frequency. Instead of every other day each of the four weeks, do the various increased weekly distances, but do them six times a week. You people who put yourself in the intermediate group, first week every other day, walk at a moderate pace for a distance of a mile and a half. Go two miles the second week, two and a half miles the third week, and for the last week or ten days of the month, three miles. This walking distance can be done all at once or broken up into two separate walks. Numerous short walks a day are not as effective as it takes a few minutes or more into your walk to increase your heart rate, which you want in order to get the most health benefits from the walking exercise. The second month, stick to the three-mile distance five days a week, making sure that the two days off each week are not consecutive days. Finally, people in the advanced walking group start with three miles the first week, increase the three and a half the second, and then four the third, and then finish the month at four and a half miles. Again, every other day for this first month. Second month, stay at four and a half miles a day the whole month with two non-consecutive days off each week. This walking program is not meant as a substitute, but in addition to any other health exercise program you may already be doing. As far as diet is concerned, one small thing to do that may require some willpower, but will yield big results. Cut way down on your consumption of bread. That basket of bread or rolls at the dinner table that you mindlessly eat is adding with butter or oil some three or four hundred additional calories. That is a big 
daily calorie addition to your body. In addition, bread by and large is not particularly a healthy food for a variety of reasons. In particular, stay away from white breads that have had any healthy nutrient properties bleached. I'm signing off my podcast for the month of October. I encourage you to go to my website, which is also being updated, and will return next month with additional podcasts that I hope you will find both entertaining and informative. In the meantime, remember, small steps can get you big results in your health and fitness. This is Dave with Do It With Dave, and remember, I would love to hear back from you.